Section six of Trees Every Child Should Know by Julia Rogers. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Trees with Winged Seeds. Why do the trees grow in such mixed groves when nature does the planting? Here and there we find solid groves of beech or oak, but the forest is, for the most part, a gathering together of all kinds of trees. A part of the beauty of any woodland is this variety in the planting. Under a tall oak we find a hornbeam, and under this the witch-hazel, and under the witch-hazel a carpet of low woodland plants. We may walk in a straight line, or follow a woodland path a mile, and find every tree we meet is different from all the rest. Many reasons explain the order in which nature plants forests. One of the best of these is found in the kind of seeds trees bear. We shall find that trees most widely scattered are those whose seeds are winged. It is not hard to find them, from May until far past midwinter, trees bearing light, winged seeds. All through the summer the wind is busy sowing the seeds of the early fruiting trees. In autumn, and all through the winter, the sowing of the larger crop goes on. Let us begin our study with the maples, whose winged seed every child knows. From the silver maple, whose seeds are dry before the first of June, there is a procession of ripening maple seeds that last throughout the year. A high wind shakes off the silver maple's keys in showers in late May. Watch those in the treetops. The wind has a better chance up there. Each key, loosened from its twig, turns round and round in a dizzy whirl, and sails away still whirling as it falls, the heavy seed end always pointed downward. A tree is soon stripped and the ground littered under it, but a great deal larger area than the tree's shadow has the seeds scattered over it. The stronger the wind, the further these seeds go. Before the summer is over, a crop of little maple trees springs up from this sowing. The red maple's scarlet seed clusters turn brown, and the little winged seeds take flight in June. Lighter and smaller, they are carried longer distances than the seeds of the silver maple, and a crop of little red maples follows this June sowing of the trees. I remember walking in a cornfield in late June. The corn had been last ploughed a month before. Among the weeds that had grown up in this short time was a crop of young red maples, now six inches high. It was amazing to see these little trees grow so plentifully in a cultivated field. I looked for the seed tree, and there it stood on the edge of the field, the only maple tree in sight. A few young trees were growing in the matted grass of the roadside under the tree, but the great crop was from the seeds that flew out to the mellow ground between the cornrows. The disappointed seeds, those which fell and did not grow, were under the tree and in the dusty road. In autumn the hard maple, which we call the sugar maple, ripens its winged seeds. So does the three-leaved box elder, which is a maple, and the Norway maple, now a very familiar street tree. The wind takes its time, and the trees stubbornly hang on to their seeds, so that these maples are busy all winter with the sowing. Every day they give up a few, and many seeds that fall on the snow are picked up again and again by the wind and thus carried further and further away. The maple seed, with its curious one-sided wing, is the sign by which the maple family is easily recognized. Other trees have winged seeds, but none have the peculiar form of this one. All summer long we may know the trees that belong to the ash family by the clusters of pale green darts that hang among their leaves. These are the ash seeds. Each one is a pointed seed case, containing the embryo plant, and out behind it extends the thin, light, two-edged wing. There is no one-sidedness to this blade. 
the seed is winged but balanced like a dart when the wind loosens one from its wiry stem it goes like an arrow seed downward if there is a gale blowing the seed may be caught up and borne far away in the upper air before a lull lets it take a downward course and drive its point into a snowbank or into the ground this little feathered arrow may be long or short depending on whether it belongs to the red ash the white ash or the black but there is no mistaking an ash tree from any other once the form of an ash seed is fixed in the mind i have said that a maple seed is shaped like that of no other tree i must describe the seeds of the needle-leaved evergreens which though very much smaller are somewhat like the maple seeds in form go to a pine tree or a spruce and get one of the cones that has begun to spread its scales apart shake the cone over a piece of paper if nothing comes out from between the scales cut or break the cone open with a knife or hatchet under each scale will be found two seeds each with a thin one-sided wing spruces hemlocks firs and arbor vitaeus all have this same type of seed hid away in the same fashion under the protecting scales of the cones do you understand how the wind blowing through the tops of evergreens shakes the winged seeds from their places and carries them far away do you understand why the ripe cones of these trees hang on so stubbornly and spread their scales to allow the seeds to escape it is a peculiarity of the firs that they hold their cones erect it would seem hard for the wind to get at the seeds but the fir cones let their scales fall and when they loosen the seeds are freed out of the balls of the sweet gum tree which dangle on the twigs all winter the wind shakes little winged seeds not unlike those of the pine do you know the kettlepaws long green pods that hang all summer on the top of the tree they are longer than the newest lead pencil and show no sign of splitting until the autumn now the two halves of the pods spread apart and gradually the thin seeds shake out each one is in the center of a thin fringed wing that looks as if made of tissue paper the wind can carry these ghostly seeds for miles indeed it is strange that they ever come to the ground for they seem to have no thickness nor weight at all the birches all bear their seeds in cones some long and pencil-like others quite the shape of a pine cone under each quaintly notched scale of the cone a seed is born and each heart-shaped seed has a thin rim which acts like a wing catching the wind as the seed falls we shall look far in the woods before we find seeds daintier in form or better sailors through the air than those of all the birch family the hop hornbeam has a hop-like cluster of seeds each an inflated papery bag when the leaves drop in the fall the wind has a chance to pick off these little paper seed balloons one at a time from the clusters take off one of these little bags open it and you will find set in the bottom the shiny pointed seed it is likely to have a long journey if there be a good breeze before its bag is punctured back to early may again when the elm trees are green with their fruit clusters before the leaves are fully out elm trees grow scattered through the woods and no wonder the seeds have papery rims and the wind catches these little falling discs and scatters them far from the tree where they were born the ailanthus tree whose long fern-like leaves make it look like a tree from the tropics is sowing its seeds all winter with the help of the wind examine one in the middle of a slim blade is the little seed the blade is twisted as it ripens and it sails through the air with a tilting uncertain flight 
after a look at a bunch of these seeds and after throwing a handful of them out of an upper window and watching them as they sail away we shall understand how it is that ailanthus trees spring up in most unexpected places year after year and we shall bless the breeze that plants such trees along the hot pavements and in the ugly back alleys of towns and cities where few trees are able to grow at all tree seeds that have parachutes it is a thrilling moment when the man who goes up with the balloon lets go at last and drops to the ground before he drops an umbrella-like parachute opens and by its aid he comes to the ground gracefully slowly and alights unhurt should anything grow wrong with his parachute he would drop to his death so every onlooker is anxious as he comes down and breathes a sigh of relief when the wonderful feat is accomplished seeds with wings sail away on the wind and seeds with parachutes descend so slowly and gracefully that the winds carry them far out of their courses the trees most fortunate in scattering their seeds and thus colonizing new territory have peculiar devices the seeds of the basswood hang in clusters attached to a narrow leaf-like blade this is a parachute by which the whole cluster is able to sail away on a good breeze there is no seed parachute like this among our forest trees by this sign alone we may know the basswood trees the balls of the sycamore bump against the branches and tiny seeds with hairy parachutes are loosened and scattered each is a minute spike which might drop to the ground but for the umbrella-like parachute made of a brush of fine hairs by this the wind lifts the seed and carries it away willow seeds and those of the poplar are almost too small to be seen each seed is hid in a dainty fluff of white cotton and in this the seed rides we may miss seeing these trees in fruit unless we look at the down which accumulates in june on the screens of windows and doors the air is full of the fluffy stuff when the pods open in a few days this harvest is over and we may find the empty pods on the ground under our neighbor poplars cottonwoods and willows the blue beech or hornbeam has a parachute which is leafy and crinkled so as to look almost like a little boat the shiny seed sits in one end and when it gets free it has a fine long sail through the air before it settles to the earth there are wings and parachutes on the seeds of other trees when you find them you may know that the wind is the partner of the tree by robbing it of its children the wind is saving those children from death which would have been their fate if they fell on the ground under the shadow of the parent tree if all the fields that adjoin the woods were left uncultivated for a few years they would grow up to forests we know the name of the sower who gathers seeds in the woods and plants them who is busy all the year at the endless work of the harvest and the sowing end of section six